It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are coming to you live from Blog Talk Radio Studios, and this is our weekly live show, and I want to welcome right now my trusty Breaking the News co-host. I believe I have Miss Erica Renee Davis. Hi. Yes, it is such a pleasure to be here with you guys again today. I've missed you so much. I know, and do we have Mr. Michael Taylor Gray? Be best. There we go. Well, I I wasn't sure. I didn't know Melania Trump was joining us tonight. So welcome, Melania, to the show. uh, Well, you know, after my husband gave his his the best briefing ever in the history of briefings, (laughs) I thought be best. He is so talented. But before we jump into all of that, yeah. let me let me tell everyone and ask everyone to please follow us on social media, one-on-one J. Cole or Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, or jaspercole.com. You can follow us on my uh, website. And Erica, tell everyone where they can uh, follow you. Well, listen, it's a new year, same me, <laughs> but new website. <laughs> new website. <laughs> I saw guys- it. New website, guys, so you guys can check out all of my new things, bookings, pictures, whatever, at com. And you can just do the new fashion, newfangled way, and go to my social media at Erica Renee D on Twitter and on Instagram. There we go. And Mr. Michael Taylor Gray, you're at Grinder and what else? Uh, you can find me pretty much in any bushes and any park in the greater Los Angeles area. Especially Griffith Park, right? Hello. <laughs> Do you have a special? Yeah, I, I, is, there, yeah. is there a special bench yeah. there with your name on it? I, I have a, a set of keys and I jingle them a lot. That's my signal. Jingle, <laughs> that jingle. Was you, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's playing, playing, yeah. <laughs> with the trolley. Yes. 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 No, I'm just. Well, if you just if you just look up Michael Taylor Gray, that's G R A Y. That's gay with a ringer. You'll find me. <laughs> And you're gay, right? Uh, yeah, with a rear. <laughs> now tell everyone about about your show at KFPK. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm at KPFK. Uh, I'm part of a program called I Am Are You, and it's uh, the nation. It's the world's longest running uh, LGBT now QIA as well uh, radio magazine since 1974. We've been broadcasting, telling our community's stories. So very proud to be a part you, of that since September of the you, past year. Yes, you're doing a great and job. And you were one I of my your, interviews. I Thank loved you. it. You're doing. I love your interviews. It's a great show. And um, mm-hmm. of course, Erica's got her new 
show that's in production over at NBC, which we just can't really say the name yet or anything. But um, <laughs> you're letting the cat out the bag. I don't know if we're supposed to say that. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, we well we <laughs> put that we don't, cat back in they, the bag. They don't right. know the name of it. They don't know the name of right. it. I mean, you you could have but, several shows over there. You know, th- this is true. And at, and at this right? point, I mean. At this point, that is the plan that we are executing, that we are going to just be all up and through those network studio streets, and I'm looking forward to everything we have in the works, for real. Yes, and I will just tag that by saying I also am attached with another client to a, a yes. unscripted show that just got picked up at a similar uh, <laughs> a similar <laughs> potential network, so apparently we're not yes. going to say what, what that is. But um, it's all good in 2020, and welcome back, guys. I feel like it's been ages since we last broke it down, but, of course, it's been breaking down <laughs> in the last, yeah. in the last few weeks, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the yeah. World at a record pace. Yeah. So I wanted to – I think I, if it's okay, I guess – uh, let's just first jump into uh, the impeachment situation because that keeps changing – Daily, but Erica, what is your take on the Nancy Pelosi, you know, withholding the articles and not sending them over and all that stuff? So, so my sister was asking me today what was the latest on it because in my family I tend to be the the most diehard political junkie, and I said mm. to her, I said, well, Nancy Pelosi said that she wasn't turning over the articles until she was ready, so my sister laughed, and she's mm. like, no, Erica, she she really did say that. I was like, she really did say that, so. Today, I kind of feel like, though it's not comical, but Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> statements and her sass have really made me giggle today, although these are not laughing matters. But with that being said, um, I, I don't, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted about her continuing to withhold the articles. I, I understood at one point what the strategy was. Today, I cannot say that I understand fully and or support the continual withholding of the articles because I'm not mm. quite sure where her like what her long game is this week in withholding them. Maybe you guys can educate me. Maybe I'm missing something. But to me, I feel let's get let's get on with it. <laughs> right. So, Michael, what do you what's your take on this? Well, I you know I think she's playing it right, and uh, mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell made a rare error that he does that he was so blatant about uh saying that he was consulting with the uh mm. the uh, president's counsel and and with mm-hmm. that, they were lockstep and 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 they, and they have to take an oath it's in the constitution separate yeah. from their oath that they do as a congressperson they have to take an oath with for this impeachment trial uh that they will be impartial and he and Lindsay Elizabeth have both said that they're not going with it <laughs> Right. Well, Lindsay, Lindsay Elizabeth, I mean, here's the thing I love about tech tech, what I love about when they say cut to the tape. I mean, they're going back and pulling up, you know, all the footage from the Bill Clinton back in 1999 or whatever. And you just you see now it also it goes both ways because we also have Chuck Schumer saying something similar. But however, the difference when Chuck Schumer says what he says, people have to remember that. All of the witnesses or the the four witnesses or whoever testified with Clinton, they had already testified before. So we had already heard from these people once before. We've heard from Mm -hmm. none of the ones that they're requesting for this impeachment. So that is a big difference. You know, 
They 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 were never interviewed. They never came before Congress. Nope. So and don't forget, Bill Clinton also sat down was was interviewed himself. You know he he yeah, was interrogated. He, yeah, he did a uh, yeah he did a, a non camera one that wasn't a live. Well, right. he also he's also did a deposition. I mean that's where he got li- he lied under I mean, yeah. oath. Yeah, that's where he lied. So, yeah. Um, well, it depends uh, on what you mean. The definition of is is. Right. <laughs> well, and what sex is and everything else. But so, Erica, yeah. to your point, I I I agree. That, I I guess the only thing I think that Nancy's been able to do is the fact that she held out over the holidays. We were able to see mm-hmm. those emails that came out. The one yes. from the Duffy, yes. and then the you know, and so mm-hmm. the longer she's holding out, well, first of all, those. More evidence comes out, but then the asshole goes and bombs and kills the number one uh, terrorist leader, who's quite equivalent to a vice president there, right? Right. In and Iran, then, of course, as a residual effect, yeah, uh, it was Salman yeah. uh, murder, and then of course we're finding out today that the residual effect from that was a 737 Boeing airplane of completely innocent people being shot down because of yeah. Trump's ego and the beginning of. The bombing, but I, I I do I do want to say this about Pelosi and um, Trump. I guess kind of def- or not kind of deflecting, but totally deflecting. I I think for me and for most rational people, this whole impeachment process, when you say cut to the tape, is really exposing the egregious hypocrisy mm-hmm. um, within the Republican <laughs> Party. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like Captain Obvious here, but. Just for those people who are listening who have not yet come over to the right side of history, this is the most hypocritical display of non-politics politics that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And it's really sickening. I'm sorry to, to butch better yeah, than well, Ariana. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they want to – they bitched about uh, the Republicans and Mitch, you know, all the, that gang bitched about how they were just – the Democrats were just rushing it through, you know. Yeah. Uh, to, to, and then – and then, uh, and then at the same breath, he'll say he wants to rush through and get this done with right away, so we can get uh, on the Senate side of the trial, so we can get to the bit, back to doing the business of the people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you've got almost 400 bills sitting on your desk from the House that you have right. not yeah. done anything with in Congress, and they're, excuse me, really? So well, you know, and, and, they need. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and let's not forget that leading up to this, I mean, we couldn't even get. A, a number of Republicans to even admit that they thought what Trump did was even really wrong to begin with. The fact that he was withholding mm-hmm. the, 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 the fundings. I mean, it was hard. It was like pulling teeth to get anybody, even like the people they were counting on, like Susan Collins, you know, she need first of all, that bitch oh, needs to go. Please. I wish she, they better vote her out yeah. next term around. She needs but to get caught in a snowdrift this winter. She should have been gone <laughs> after the Kavanaugh hearings, you know, but oh. I just, so it's it's amazing. But now I don't know how you guys feel, but we are seeing tiny cracks in the Republican uh, our, our wall around Trump. I mean, we're starting to see some a little bit of grumblings, especially now. A lot of a lot of senators are upset with the bogus hearing they got yesterday. Um, yeah, uh, briefing the, the, briefing, the briefing they got yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. because yeah. there's no there was no intimate danger. We know that. No. There, there wasn't. There, there wasn't. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Michael. Did I, did I step on you? No, no, not at all. Um, but uh, no, there was no facts. You're absolutely right. 
ahead. Yeah, there, there was no fact, but I didn't I hear today that the the Republicans or the administration rather or the Pompeo and his crew are trying to say that the imminent danger was that um, there was a Trump or there there was a Trump um, property or there was an uh, an embassy a United Please. States embassy that was is that right? Uh, well, I, if, if was, there was a Trump property, I'd say let just bomb it if it was Trump. But that's you know. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the, uh, the 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 U.S. embassy that, embassy that was stormed in? Uh, well, is it, so so they're so they're they're twist, so they're basically having a revisionist history moment and saying, oh, yeah, exactly. The intelligence, yeah. the, the intelligence was that this was what the imminent threat was, and I I was trying to pinpoint exactly what they have now come up with today, which of course we all can deduce is a lie. Um, mm-hmm. I'm right now, my handy little computer trying to find that exact quote. Um, but well, carry on. Uh, as I do it's it's very clear that Pompeo is a war hawk, and he hates Iran. Yes. It's Iran. Mm-hmm. By the way, not Iran, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah. pronunciations. But um, yeah, and it's so, and, and he's got he's got some you know some vision on a, a higher office, if you know what I'm talking about. So right. Mike mm-hmm. Pompeo is he's, he's mm, like I can't believe how all the scum has risen to the surface within that administration. Well, true, and I mean, isn't Pompeo maybe going to run for Senate? Wasn't there a chance he was going to leave and go run for Senate? He was a senator before. Years ago, yeah, but mm-hmm. I, maybe now, right. maybe now yes, he's so excited over he loves war, so he's probably just beside yeah. himself. But this is what's called <laughs> wag the dog, you know, where you yeah, you, distra- yeah. you create one thing over here to to distract away. But you know, Clinton did a very similar thing back during the day. Um, so I have to always be the person. A lot of my liberal friends get upset when I point out how the other side does the same thing. They don't do mm-hmm. it as egregiously and they don't do it mm-hmm. and when they get caught doing it their democrats tend to like cop to it and then move on mm-hmm. but but yeah. that doesn't happen on the republican side but you know clinton did a similar thing and, and the whole movie wag the dog is based on clinton so it's nothing new that you create distractions over on over here on one side while something else is happening but don't forget well, we were impeaching him over a blowjob not over exactly you know what that Trump damn did. blue, that stained dress, that blue dress. Yeah, um, I mean, oral sex is so overrated. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, thank you, Erica. Uh, I, think, I don't think so, but anyway. <laughs> um, or spit, but don't say, but spit to the side. <laughs> right. <laughs> not the hair, not the eyes. Yeah. No, but oh, so yeah, so um, I think, but again, it's giving his base. Um, it's just more fuel for the base. Now, do you, Erica? Do you think this is going to hurt him come twenty twenty or help him? Not, not with his base. Um, Let's just take his base out of it. Uh, we're only focusing on. We only care about the disgruntled Trump voters who we need to try to get back over. Um. So if if we're pinpointing, or we're t- if we're talking about people who are not diehard crazy Trumpsters, but those people who could kind of be considered on the fence, I would think. That his most recent actions with Iran, um, I, I would I would hope with the impeachment as well would would sway those people more to the Democratic side. I think the Trump crazies, and I mean that as um, offensively as possible, I feel like the Trump crazies are a lost cause. But if you yeah. were one of the people who voted for Trump um, in the last election because of your 401k or your investments or you know your money. 
but now you see what an adverse effect he's had on the moral compass of the country. I hope that those people, I do believe that those people will now vote differently in the next election. Well, I'm sorry, Erica. Did you say 401k? Because according to the president, he tweeted today, it's your 409k. And and the 409k I used to clean my kitchen counters with. (laughs) I I forgot about the 409k. Um, He said it again. he he said it on Twitter today. Oh, and as a yes. matter of fact, speak, speaking of a uh, misstep, I think we just lost Jasper. So I guess this could be you and me partying for a second together. While the Our plan work. has worked. <laughs> Our plan has worked. Yeah. Well, but so, Mark, you know, what and, do you and, think, though? Go ahead. No, no, I'm uh, asking well, you, what do I, you think? About the whole Sol- Soleimani taking him out? No, about do you think that uh, uh, people who were on the fence are going to be more likely to vote Democrat now with the impeachment and with um, the Iran strike? Um, I think people are starting to pay more attention, um, Mm -hmm. especially if they're a likely voter. They they should be paying attention, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because I I think apathy is not a choice. It's not a choice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and but I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because the Soleimani taking him out. Nobody's mm-hmm. questioning. I think Joe Biden was right in saying that nobody questioned that he was a bad guy. He was a bad, I hate mm-hmm. to say a bad actor, as they say. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, but the repercussions of taking him out on top of, you know, us pulling out of the, uh, the Iran nuclear deal and all mm-hmm. that, you know, and that you have factions of, of, of young, of youth there in Iran and mm-hmm. even some uh, hardliners who were not happy with, with, uh, with the government, and we're starting to speak out and wanting some change. And now you take, but culturally, this is what Trump does not know history, does not know culture. Iran, right. they have a, have a nationalist. It's in their blood. Yes. You know, you take out somebody yes. that's high up in their government, like Soleimani, and then they're going to all band together, regardless of how they feel about their overall government. Right. And regardless of his his perceived war crimes or. You know, yeah. the, the infractions he's imposed against his own citizens. And you're exactly right. I did hear that on, I'm sure yeah. it was MSNBC, that um, Iranians are just, as, are just as proud of their country as Americans or the next country. And as you said, Trump has no concept of what it means to be anything else other than an American. Um, and I agree with you, too, and I agree with you know, all the other politicians who say that Soleimani was a bad guy or, as you said, a bad actor. <laughs> Um, but there, and we there know a lot of bad no, actors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. But there seems to be no long-term strategy, strategy, and no imminent threat. So, yeah, I think for those reasons, this didn't and, seem like the most opportune yeah. time to do this. <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it? You know, he he loves creating distractions, and you know, and I not, you know, I'll give him in credit when credit is due. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not of you know a say never kind of in. The, that somebody can't have a moment of clarity, uh, though mm-hmm. I don't expect it. I don't expect it from him. But to do it on the in between the House and the Senate trial on impeachment, you know, and because whenever he says publicly about what's not bothering him, you know, it's bothering him. Exactly, and so, you know what else I think yeah. is will be a huge bother to him today. Um, yes. What the House passed that um, he cannot. He cannot have the any further action in, in Iran, right. yes, without, without their consent. What do you think about that? 
Uh, I think that's absolutely right because uh, I think things were changed at one time. Was it in the 70s? Um, you mm-hmm. know, I, I just think because we've had too many protracted wars. You have Afghanistan, you have uh, Iraq, and there's just been too many generations and people going back and you know, four, five, six tours of duty. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're asking too much from too too few in our country, and the ramifications that it's having on their lives and their families, it's just it's devastating in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm proud of anybody who, who makes that sacrifice. God love them. You know, we right. need them. And but we have to we, take we care do. of them, too. And we can't just throw them into war at random. I think, I think that's, a, that's a very important point to touch on because I know throughout – all of these debates about whether or not we should have um, killed Soleimani, whatever, I think that we often lose the fact that these are men and women who are literally giving their, their lives. They're making the ultimate sacrifice. And if they yes. don't, you know, die, oftentimes they come back with PTSD or, you know, or mental health issues, or they feel like they they are ostracized from the quote unquote regular job force. So, Please understand for everyone listening that our our issues with war have nothing to do with our men and women in uniform. We respect right. and appreciate that. Right, right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Amen. But at Absolutely. the same time, at the same time, I want to tell I want to tell all those Trump supporters, you know, go ahead and volunteer and sign up today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I was, you know, like, I, I, I listen, like you just said, I love the military. We all have family members that serve. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing to served. me. I mean, but it's amazing to me how much of the military do they do support Trump. Their families support Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, s- statistics show it's a it's a very, um, you know, red leaning p- part of our country. So part of me just gets, you know, I'm like, I, 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 I don't. It's almost like saying, well, this is what we voted for. You voted this mm-hmm. maniac in, who is basically said today that he doesn't have to answer to Congress or anybody else. And this is what we because all because he thinks he's the president of a company, not a country. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get the concept uh, of a country. President you know, of a company that didn't even have a board of directors like he had at right? Trump. So oh please. I know. Well, listen. Let me. Speaking of that. Pe- speaking of people uh, speaking out. I don't. Did you either of you watch the Golden Globes this weekend? Yes, and I really enjoyed them. Michael, did you watch them? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy. I was busy. You know, slinging a hash. You know, just working, 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 working. Bad but actor. I've, I've bad actor. Uh, bad <laughs> actor. But I, you know, I, I get all the recaps, so I didn't watch them a lot. Well, the thing is, right? Well, they as a show itself, it was really good. But I was, because yeah. um, there's always this criticism. You know, you hear it both sides about should actors use these platforms to make political speeches? And Erica, what do you? Th- what is your take on that? Well, so so when people say about athletes or actors, you should stick to football, or you should stick to basketball, or you should stick to acting. You have to remember crazy people who had that criticism that most <laughs> citizens are tax-paying citizens. So whether right. I'm an actor or a sex worker or a football player, if I'm paying my taxes, I have the right to speak up and speak out in whatever setting, on whatever platform that I choose. 
So whether or not I agree with your politics, Mm -hmm. I I think that if you want to use the Golden Globes as a platform to to relieve or stretch your your grievances, and that platform, the Hollywood Film Foreign Film Association, allows you to do that, then knock yourself out. I'm here for it. Well, as we know, Erica and Jasper, that most of those people who make those kind of comments about, you know, stick to acting or stick to – you know, being a player, you know, keep your nose out of politics and are, you know, usually of a certain political bent. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I have two, I have two, I have a, two sets of two words to give them as a response. Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Actors. Yeah. Actors. Well, let me, ask, let me ask, okay. let me, let me take it this way. So let's yeah. say that Tim Allen or John Voight you know, it's going to be hard pressed to come up. Patricia Heaton. I'm trying to think of Ugh, Repub- people sorry. that are, are Republicans. So if John Voight got up, let's say he won an award and he went mm-hmm. off praising Trump and everything. Do do you feel? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be fair here. Would that audience sitting there at the go as in the Beverly Hilton? Would they have been as? Would they have allowed him to have that platform? They would not have been as receptive, but they probably would have allowed him just to have his moment, I would think. Because that's so where – Did Eastwood do that at, a, at an award show a few years ago? Was it, was it yeah, Eastwood that did it at an award Wasn't he kind of booed off? Yeah. Well, he was talking to an empty stool. Right. Oh, that's when he was talking he, – he was talking about Obama, mm-hmm. but he was talking to an empty chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A stool, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. It looked a little crazy. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. um, I mean, because you know, I'm totally, I totally agree. I think you should be able to say whatever you want. I mean, Patricia Arquette yeah. is so genius, and you know, even, I mean, I don't care what she looks like. It sometimes it's hard to take the message. It's hard to get the message when the messenger looks like she stumbled out of the bar on the corner <laughs> after her shift ended. And all due respect <laughs> to Patricia Arquette, but bitch, hire a stylist. Okay, but besides that. Because oh let everyone hashtag me too. <laughs> hashtag wow. times, times up. But you know, we have to keep it real. I love her, but I have a hard time taking her serious when she's looking and talking the way she the way she talks. However, on the flip yeah. side, someone like a Michelle Williams, I, mm. I've heard the same speech from her in her baby her baby doll voice. I have a problem when grown women. I have a I have a grown problem when grown women talk like baby dolls, because mm-hmm. I either yeah. immediately think they were molested, which is a, a trait, and I hopefully that's not her case. But it, and and so for a woman that's standing up there talking mm. about empowering other other women, but she's speaking in a baby doll voice, it's kind of it's kind of contradictive to me. It was like, mm. well, mm. you want to be empowered, but you're playing coy and speaking in this sort of weak, demure voice. Erica, go. Yeah. As, 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 as a woman, as the uh-huh. only woman. Erica, today, take so, it, honey. Yeah. I, I, let, let, let me say this now. Jasper, I tend to lean more towards your school of thought when it comes to that. Like, if, you, if you're going to be assertive and forceful, speak up, speak out. You know, right. don't take on your third grade hall finger over your mouth. You know, like, don't do that. However, however, right, right. As, as I mature, I I have grown to have an appreciation 
for different people's perspectives on how they enact change. And Mm -hmm. one way that I feel that white women in power particularly are able to enact change are by playing the damsel in distress. And it seems counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes I think white men who who hold the most socioeconomic Uh and political power in our world are not intimidated by the Michelle Williams Williamses of the world. So it's beneficial for her to take on that persona because she's not poking the the giant or the lion the giant, too the bear. That she, she's not poking the bear. So that little baby submissive voice doesn't seem, seem like a threat. And it might mm-hmm. actually fall on ears that don't feel threatened so that it can help change be catalyzed. So mm-hmm. that's what if that's what your your game is. Do it. That's not that's not my that's not my angle. That's not my perspective. That's not how I try to enact change. But if that's what you do, and that's what's been effective for you, then girl, do your thing. Right, because I see your point. It's almost a reverse psychology. And and men in culture in general are taught to be the rescuers, you know, the hunters. So mm-hmm. men, I always say to, when I talk sometimes to straight girlfriends, and they're always like. Well, you know, my boyfriend doesn't want to really talk to me or listen to me. And I'm like, well, because he's a, a hunter and a gatherer. A ga- <laughs> or a gatherer, you know, but they, that, they, they don't want to hear that. They want to fix things. They want to come out and, mm-hmm. and, and do that. But so, Michael, uh, what's, what's, your take on, what's your take on that? I mean, because I have a feeling you're much more like in, just get in your face. Act up, well, as a proud you know. African American woman myself, that's what I meant. I was, yes. No, I, you know, no. I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, it's the, it's, it's an American culture thing, okay? And where you know, girls are told to grow up and 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 be cute and pretty, and it's all about their mm-hmm. appearance, and it's about being a princess when they grow up, and you know, all those kinds of things, and it's just all about being precious and and feminine. But you know, so and it's a very, very narrow view of what, uh, but mm-hmm. what a woman's ask, what's attractive in a woman in our culture is. Now, I went to Barcelona years ago, and boy, was that an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Women in that culture, from eight, eight to eighty, they, you know, they had a sense of self and and presence, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter what their age. And I was like, wow, and, and it was palpable. I'm like, you know, they don't try to hide from. Their femininity is strong. It's 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 not a it's not a weakness. It's not soft. Mm-hmm. Yet it's very, you know, it's very empowering. So, um, yeah, I just I don't like that either. I think it really weakens the, a person's message when the messenger is talking mm-hmm. like a. You know, now, you know. on the similar note, the thing that irritated the shit out of me is like I'm a huge Ricky Gervais fan, and so mm-hmm. I love him. But you know what bothers me is when he when he skewers the audience and they put the camera on like Rita Wilson or someone and they're like, Ooh, you know, they're, they're giving that they're, they're all sitting there like offended. I'm like, can you just loosen up a little bit folks? I mean, you know, you're all millionaires. You, 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 you are, you are the elite of the world mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You are the elite. Why are you acting so offended? Like this is the it's problem I have with people. I have a problem with liberals in the sense that liberals are the most sensitive. Like they can't, you can't, they can't be criticized. You know, it's like, why can't you take a joke? And I love the fact that an English guy who's their whole country is falling apart as well with Brexit (laughs) or whatever. Right. Like, but, but I love that. It just seemed like he was, 
irritating so many people. And I had people on social media going, oh, he went too far or he, you know, and I'm thinking, God, yeah, these poor people, they're so they're so helpless. I'm sure they can't take a joke anymore. I was on the floor laughing at his monologues. But anyway, you know, as they go back to Brentwood or Malibu or or Beverly Hills, you know, drying their tears, please. Well, yeah, it's the same. Like, and then I'm okay. So, so Ellen DeGeneres gets the Carol Burnett Award. Yeah. Now, I have this show for many reasons, but one of the reasons I have is to keep it real. Now, listen, anybody that's worked in show business for the last 25 years knows that Ellen is a total fraud. They know that behind the scenes, she's not a nice person. Behind the scenes, she's a total cunt. And I say no. that because I've, yeah. I've encountered it. I have friends that worked on the Oscar shows with her. I have friends. Mm-hmm. That, and, and as a gay man, I'm tired of people protecting mm-hmm. her and not calling yeah. her out for being the bitch that she really is. And yeah. so I thought it yeah. was so – no, no, this is true, true, Erica. No, we have received. We have received. Yeah, there's a friend who was a hairstylist who talked about it and had I seen have it firsthand. I have a friend that yes. was a producer and a writer on both all of the Oscars that she worked on. She was so hated that people wanted to stab her in the back of the neck. And she no. surrounds herself with militant lesbians who hate men. They're not allowed they nobody she it's almost like Scientology. Nobody is allowed to really talk to her. And then she's well look at the women she dates. Ella um, Ann Hayes was batshit crazy, was looking for okay. a spaceship, remember? Um, mm-hmm. Ellen was the, the dumpy, frumpy, not popular, just pretend she was a guy in high school who never got the pretty girl. And then she got okay. money and fame and she's always rescuing these damsels, Portia de Rossi, anorexic, bulimic, uh, bipolar, a hot right mess, took all, all her clothes off in the parking lot at Beverly center one day, ran around and got arrested. I mean, I could go down the list, wow. but I'm just so sick of the hypocrisy and this business around these quote icons, you know, and for Kate McKinnon yeah. to be up there fawning all over Ellen mm. when she knows good and well, what a bitch Ellen is. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. And someone said, well, don't you worry about the repercussions? I don't give a fuck about Ellen DeGeneres. It's not mm. like I'm ever going to be on her show and fuck her. Well, I mean, you know what we say to her? We say, see you next Tuesday. See, well, I just, she's a flat out cunt. <laughs> And so there you go. Go ahead, Erica. I want to jump in and and, and say, so I feel like I'm an outsider in that regard, Mm -hmm. not because I'm not gay, but because I just, I don't have the tenure in the industry to have that inside knowledge that you guys Uh have. So, you know, I'm just taking your word for it. But as an outsider um, who was looking at her receive the Carol Burnett award, I Mm -hmm. felt it, 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 it felt it felt genuine. Again, mm-hmm. even as someone in the industry, as far as Ellen's transgressions against, you know, other women and men, even if that is the truth, I I felt like I appreciated I appreciated her her. Well, her but see, you're right. But then, you're you're the majority of her audience that don't know the real okay. Ellen. So the moment, okay. like for instance, if you if you had had a run in with her and you saw the real Ellen. You would not be able to. So the reason she's been able to have a show for 17 years is because people, people in the audience have not seen that side of her, which is, you know, that could be true of most performers. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Yeah. But it's in particular in the gay community, we're just tired of it. You know, it's like I'm just so tired of her getting this praise, and she does nothing to really help people on her show. You got to remember the stuff that she does for people on her show that is paid by Warner Brothers. That's mm, paid by the show. Yeah. None of this, none of this is coming out of Ellen DeGeneres' pocket at all. Okay. Yeah. So she's disingenuous, and I just thought I'm just tired of it. So that, I was just going to use this little bit tonight to bring that up because a lot of people are afraid to talk about her, and um, and I'm just tired of it. I mean, now having said mm-hmm. that, let me okay, let me be full disclosure. My my really one good run in with Ellen was you remember after she lost her show and she was on the on the downslide and she couldn't get arrested. Yeah. I like was hiking I was hiking at Runyon Canyon one day as I always did and I used to go in the part of the afternoon when nobody was there and I was finished and I was coming down the hill about to go through the gate and here comes Ellen all by herself coming through the gate and so this was like probably the mid nineties or whatever. And um and and at that point, she had been doing speaking out so much for LGBTQ and had been doing mm-hmm. so much for the community. And it was a genuine moment where I just said to her, hi, Ellen, my name's Jasper. I just wanted to thank you for all that you've done for the gay community. Mm-hmm. She hugged me. She was genuine. She was wonderful. She she was I could tell she was really like touched by it. Now, this but this now remember, this was 25 years ago when she was on the bottom since that time that she rose again, this is when mm-hmm. I've, I've since heard all from directly from people that have worked with her. So yeah, my one interaction with her 25 years ago was genuine and real, but sadly since that time, it's become this whole other Ellen. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you know, there, there is that duplicity with a lot of actors. So um, yeah, and and I mean I again I don't politics. want to it's the politics that's what I was gonna say Michael like I don't yeah. I, I I don't want to dismiss what you guys personally know as experiences that people have had with her but when McKinnon was Kate McKinnon was talking about how Ellen came out on her show and what what a difference that made like as a minority as a double minority you know mm-hmm. as a black oh, yeah. woman I that really resonated with me because. It's been so long since being LGBTQ wasn't accepted that it took me watching that tribute to say, "Oh my God, yeah. there was a time when this wasn't kosher, mm-hmm. and it was Ellen who yeah. moved the needle." Like that was that was interesting to me to see that because we've been so accepting for so long, it's sometimes easy to forget the struggles that different minority groups have had. And That's so, a great if point. for nothing else, I can appreciate Ellen for. For, oh. for moving that needle, mm-hmm. so that's, mm-hmm. absolutely, that's absolutely, absolutely. We brought that. I, I we I mentioned that when I did uh, our uh-huh. honest tea segment that we do on IMRU at KPFK, and um, and because uh, we're saying goodbye to Will and Grace the second time, mm-hmm. and also to um, to Schitt's Creek, and and Will and Grace would not have been possible had it not been for Ellen. Ellen right. set the stage mm-hmm. for that. And, Will, mm-hmm. and and so that character of Will was the very first lead character that started out a show openly gay. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know well, that 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 was a big deal. And so to your point, Erica, I agree. So if if 
if the fake Ellen, whatever Ellen people are seeing, <laughs> if that, well, you know what I mean? If that caused Kate to really feel comfortable to come out, that, that is a beautiful thing. Uh, but the pr- the problem is Kate McKinnon, who's since now become a veteran in the industry, I mm-hmm. guarantee you if we took Kate off to the side and said, so what do you really think about Ellen? She would say, well, unfortunately, I now know the real Ellen, and she's not very nice. Right. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's Sometimes that's the, the downside of getting behind the curtain, as you're already seeing Erica in the business. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know. They always say, be careful when you meet your favorite stars because they might disappoint you kind of thing. It doesn't always happen, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it does sometimes. Um, I want to I don't want to leave without also giving our love and support to all of our friends and listeners in Australia with these horrifying fires going on there for any of the climate deniers, you know, who think that there's not climate change. And nothing going on. Just take a look at what's happening in Australia. Because you will. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that was a little live commercial break right there. That was that nice. Was, wow. I don't that know what that was, that was all about. I don't know if they were paid advertiser or not, but they just got a free little plug. So that's good. <laughs> like, but I, wanted called, to, yeah. I wanted to say um, my client, Stephen, and Stephen Sorrentino, who's also a dear friend of Michael Taylor Gray, he's actually in Melbourne right now performing. Um, he's been with a show called The Legends of Las Vegas. In He's been with this company since 1983. He plays, um, he portrays Elton John. And he's in Melbourne he's now. Terrific. And they're doing uh, benefits for the, the fire victims and, and all the poor animals and everyone that's, everything that's been destroyed there. So I want to give a shout out to everyone there. And um, next week we're not we're going to be off because I'm going to be shooting a new movie called Kombucha Cure with Denise. Yeah, Denise Boutte. It's a Newman Thomas, a little bit of a Newman Thomas. It's Denise Boutte, Jennifer Bassey, Daryl Larson, and myself, and um, Tamara Braun from General Hospital and Denise are starring in it. So we're going to be off next Thursday, but we have all these archive shows that are out there on iTunes and everything. And so guys, anything else you want to hit on tonight before we call it a show? Um, I just want to say as far as Australia is concerned, and as far as any climate issue is concerned, like especially during the summer for Los Angeles, for Angelinos, when we have our fires every summer, for climate change deniers and for people who have good hearts, Prayers are only going to get us so far. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I see one more, and just no shade to either of you, if you guys have posted prayers no, for Australia, no, I, I don't, I don't. But I, no, I, after every yeah. shooting, after every whatever, like, mm-hmm. like I'm so sick of seeing pray for Parkland, pray for Australia, pray for Texas, pray for LA. Like y'all, when are y'all going to figure out that the prayers <laughs> are only getting us a third of the way? We got. This, this is coming from a, min- a minister's daughter, so y'all better listen. From a, well, as listen. we know, faith faith without action, yep, <laughs> doesn't account for much. So, yeah. no, I would I would say in 2020, let's clear our vision, let's mm-hmm. talk to each other, talk to people who don't agree with you, respect each other, and have mm-hmm. some real discussions. Have yeah. some real discussions. Because I, it, what what we do, what we say, and what we're doing right now at this time matters. Totally. Yes. Totally matters. And I think by the time uh, when we do our next segment next month, I'm not sure if the Iowa caucus will have 
happen yet, but it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the. Yeah, so I, we may maybe we'll purposely plan our next show for after that because we'll get into seeing. Perfect. I mean, but who <laughs> listen? Who knows where the world will be in five weeks? But who knows? Yeah, you know, we'll see yeah. what who's who's the front runner coming out of uh, Iowa because that whole race is shifting and changing as we're seeing um, as yeah. we go into this. Can you believe it's really now just ten months away? I mean, the I, yeah. election. I'm super excited. You guys have to have me back to talk about that because I, for one, really want to unpack the whole Pete Buttigieg phenomenon mm-hmm. as it pertains to okay. both of us, like all of us, like the gays and the blacks. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. something that I'm really interested in delving into. And yeah, the Andrew and the uh, the Yang the Yang Andrew gang Yang's, Yang gang yeah yeah he's really <laughs> surging also so yeah well guys listen thank you so much I'm sorry it's a little bit of a shorter show tonight but we've all got things we're, we're running off to. I can't thank you both enough as always. Everyone, please go to jaspercole.com, check out all of our archive shows and go to at Michael Taylor Gray and at Erica Renee D as in delish diva. And um, <laughs> we will be back in a couple of weeks with another live show. But in the meantime, everyone, peace out, much love. We'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks for checking out one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.